As an entrepreneur, something I am always trying to both learn more about is marketing and increasing my revenue. In this episode, we will learn how to do both. In addition to being a revenue coach, speaker, and author of The Roadmap to Revenue, How to Sell the Way Your Customers Want to Buy, Kristen Javago is the founder of Javago Partners, a digital marketing management agency. Prior to founding Javago Partners, she has spent decades as a revenue coach, mostly in the tech industry to Silicon Valley, helping CEOs and entrepreneurs grow their companies. As president of the digital marketing management company, she is absolutely committed to generating qualified leads for her clients using the full range of appropriate digital techniques and channels. She taps into the mindset of the customer to make spot-on offers, resulting in the win-win outcome for her clients and customers. She founded and now manages the company with the goal of helping all of her clients, quote, sell the way your customers want to buy, including the realities of the ever-changing digital technologies, techniques, and tools. I definitely would like to also recognize that her her book was named by Forbes as one of the top six marketing and sales books. Welcome back to That Entrepreneur Show. My name is Vincent A. Lancey. You can learn more about me on my website, vincentalancey.com, or at Vincent A. Lancey on YouTube and all social media. If it's your first time with us, welcome. Each week since 2019, I have had the honor of sitting down with the founder of a company or brand to learn what worked well for them, the areas they wanted to improve on, and all of the learning lessons they had along the way. Stay tuned for a great show ahead. We also have bonus episodes for you to enjoy, including the Gasparilla Overload that just passed for the second time, featuring Florida entrepreneurs, and the Rewind the Clock episodes featuring past guests who are making headlines still. You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. This segment is sponsored by Bedrock Business Builders, a small business startup specialist. Start, build, manage. Interviewing thousands of customers during her career and helping hundreds of companies shift from a company-centric approach to a customer-centered approach. We're in for a value-filled show. Kristen Javago, thank you so much for joining the show. Glad to be here. Thanks. Would you mind introducing yourself to our audience? Let them know who Kristen is before we dive into the entrepreneurship talk. Well, actually, I think you did a pretty good job of that. I think the only thing I would add is that I'm an ocean sailor. My husband and I had a 48-foot catamaran built in South Africa and sailed it home together um, some years ago. So, amazing. Yeah. How, was, where else have you gone on the boat? Uh, well, we did a lot of Carib- Caribbean cruising um, once the boat was built and spent some winters down there. So, because we live in New England, so it was uh, it was a wonderful way. My husband got cancer, so we had to sell the boat finally, um, and he left us August of last year. So, I'm sorry for your loss, but I hope you have yeah, some me great too. memories on that boat. Yep, yeah, it was good. It sounds like a great experience. Africa to the United States, good for you. I have to ask, are you a Patriots fan living there? <laughs> well, I was more of a Patriots fan when Brady was playing. I have to admit. It was yeah. pretty exciting. And then I and then we became Tampa fans. <laughs> As a Jets fan, I've obviously never had the chance to root for Tom Brady, but we had him here in Tampa. So it was a great short stint to see yeah. him win a Super Bowl for our city, unite us in a COVID-filled time. 
But let's dive right into business talk. There are a lot of reasons that push people into becoming an entrepreneur, Kristen. What started your journey? Actually, it was, uh, I think I was always an entrepreneur. I, when I was a child, I would sell Girl Scout cookies, but I also went around the neighborhood selling rocks <laughs> in a wagon. And I know now that it was just because of kind old ladies who felt sorry for me and bought the rocks. But that was the beginning of my, my selling career. Um, the real turning point for me was I was the first woman to sell machine shop tools for Pratt & Whitney in the United States or in the United States for Pratt & Whitney. And um, I learned the hard way that you really needed to understand your product and your customers' needs. Um, I was very much humiliated. And of course, I was a senior in high school. So this was big humiliation, right? Yes, yes. And uh, one old guy said, you know, tell me how your drill bit is better than the one I'm using now. And I didn't have an answer because they just gave me a catalog and said, wear your mini skirt and go for it, you know. <laughs> um, so I, I remember standing out in the parking lot about to get into my old car and thinking to myself, I was going to learn everything I could about tech and selling. And that's honestly, that set me off on life. My whole career has been doing that. I'm still doing it. And doing it well, I might say you're sustaining <laughs> an entrepreneurship. And I don't remember the exact quote, as you never know, but most businesses in entrepreneurship last one year or less, 90% or something, just don't make it to year two. Yeah. And I, that's why I love this show, because I get to learn from successful entrepreneurs each week, gain some tools for the trade, which we're about to during today's episode. When we're thinking of challenging parts of entrepreneurship, there are a whole lot, Kristen. What are two that you find most uh, difficult? Uh, I don't, I think the most difficult thing is the thing that it's also been driving my career, which is that the mindset of the customer when they set out to buy, and I define that as their desires, concerns, and questions, like that. is a list of things that they're looking for, some some absolute must-have this, maybe okay if I don't have that kind of thing. But they know exactly what they want. And when they set out to buy, they have trouble finding it. It's actually harder to buy than you would think, even with all the tools available to us now. The companies, on the other hand, have a whole different list of what they think is important to customers. And I, I learned that as a revenue coach. I'd go and talk to them, and then I'd interview their customers and the list would be completely different. Mm -hmm. There is a gap between what the customer really wants and what the company thinks they want. And so they market to that and all their messages are about that and they're missing the mark. And these days you've got like two nanoseconds when they come to your site. Either you address those mindset issues immediately or they're gone. So to me, that's the biggest thing. And the second biggest problem is... CEOs and entrepreneurs who just don't want to hear what the customers have to say, <laughs> which is pretty stupid because the customers are the ones with the money and with that's the where money. the revenue comes from. <laughs> so you I think, think so, those are yeah. the two biggest problems in business. And frankly, I've been working on this diligently um, for years and years, and it's, it's still a problem. Putting yourself in the customer's shoes, such great advice for everyone out there. And it seems obvious, right? They're the ones paying us. We want to give them what we want. But sometimes we get trapped in our own mind, our mindset, blocked by the light. It's always good to have someone else to bounce ideas off. I've had different mentors at different stages in my life, different coaches, where it's just great to 
see what I'm blinded by. That's the way I really call it. Sometimes I'm so deep into a project, so over obsessed with it, ready to let it go. And I'm missing things just that are sitting right in front of me. So thank you for pointing that out. I'd now like to ask you about one of your greatest lessons learned across your entrepreneurship journey. I guess that it ties back to that. Well, actually there's two of them. The first one is yes, you must understand what your customers want. And I perfected an interviewing process that I spell out in great detail in my book on chapter three. I tell you exactly how to get people on the phone. The phone is the best instrument. They will open up to you after they've bought. They will never open up to you while you're selling to them because they're playing poker. So, but afterwards they have a vested interest in your success and they will actually speak to you if you ask open-ended questions and let them talk. Uh, and then presenting the report properly to management and all of that. I have definitely turned around uh, and opened the eyes of many, many, many executives over the years doing that method. So it does work. It's pretty simple. It's, you know, it's an easy recipe to follow. So there is a solution to this. Um, but the second thing I think I need to bring up is what you were just talking about, which is, I just wrote an article about this in my blog, which is that, that when the CEO has the sniffles, the company gets pneumonia. So your smallest little character flaw, maybe it's procrastination. Maybe you ignore certain things because you don't want to face them. My husband was always saying, find it, face it, fix it. So, you know, if you're not doing that every day, then your workers are suffering and your revenue is suffering and your customers are not getting what they need. I just typed that in my notes for when the episode is when the employee has a cold, the company gets an ammonia. If there's a problem, it's going to spread. I love that example. Thank you. I'm really excited to dive a little deeper into your story, learn a little more about you here. If you could sit down with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would you choose to learn from? I think I'd talk to Jeff Bezos. I don't know if I would talk to him now, but maybe 10 years ago. When he wasn't being, yeah, when, no, not so much the garage, but being glamour boy. I mean, he's just, he's just being the rich man now and having a good time at it and good for him. You know, I will say that when he first started, I thought to myself, wait a minute, this is the first time a tech company has started not because of an idea or a product or a service, but because of an infrastructure. He was building an infrastructure and he was all about process. And I have this quote that people quote me on, which is branding is the promise that you make and your brand is the promise that you keep. And you have five tools to keep your promises, products, people, processes, policies, and passion. And, pro and process is where most people fall down. So, and that's where most companies fail. They just forget about the process part. So I was really intrigued when he started Amazon. I thought to myself, I'm going to watch this guy because this is the first time that an infrastructure mm -hmm. company ever came about. And guess what? Now he's a one of the richest men in the world. So it's kind of yeah. interesting. I'm happy he's enjoying the fruits of his labor, but I really like you as well would learn to just dig into his mind. I have systems in place for almost everything I do as now that I'm scaling, it's think it's very important. I've had past guests. I think I have his book right here, David Jennings. He's in Australia, but he's really big into systems. He has books on systems, courses on systems. So thank you for bringing that up again. 
crushing at this episode, Kristen. Amazing. <laughs> Where would this interview, this conversation with Bezos go down if you could pick the location? Where would it go down? Oh, I'd want to be on a boat. I mean, there's no question about that. <laughs> just <laughs> I don't relaxing. care where the boat is. Just on as long as the water, the boat is in the water somewhere. I'm I'm happy. Well, all right. Now let's look into the future before we dive into the spotlight story. What's next for all of your entrepreneurial endeavors? What are we working on? I'm just scaling the business. I'm doing it very slowly on purpose. Um, I can grow a business fast. I don't want to grow this business fast because it's a service business. So I take really deep um, care of customers. I'm deeply involved with them um, as a revenue coach. And then the, the agency, basically, I have a wonderful team of people and they do great work for our clients. And so I, I want to keep that standard mm-hmm. secure. So I'm slowly bringing on clients and growing. And now probably stop at some point and say, okay, I'm big enough, but I'm not there yet. I love that. I love the ambition. It's a good message to everyone. Take your time. For me, especially, I have feel like I've been right there for so long. And then COVID came and getting into schools became just a little more challenging with the budget cuts. So I'm just perfecting my systems like we keep talking about because I am ready to rock and roll. It's now a great time to get into the spotlight story. It's your first show with us. Right now, each episode, I go over the journey of another entrepreneur and we get our guest take on it. As we have a rock star female marketing entrepreneur on the show today, I will shed light on another in Anne Handley. Anne Handley is a writer, digital marketing pioneer, like today's guest, and the Wall Street Journal bestselling author who inspires and empowers you to create marketing that your customers will love, igniting real results, for your business. Her company, Marketing Profs, is a marketing training and education company with more than 600,000 subscribers. You heard that right. The company trains marketers worldwide through its online and in-person education programs. Their marketing forum is actually the premier global marketing event for business-to-business marketers, so she's really scaled her business. Her previous company, ClickZ, is one of the first sources of digital marketing information in the world. I remember this. She sold it in 2000, a lifetime ago in internet years, as the article puts it. She's a best-selling author, as I said, and she's had her books translated into 19 languages. And it's interesting. I read this, including Turkish, Korean, Italian, Chinese, and Japanese. I was just networking the other day, and someone had mentioned the idea to me, why don't I put my books in other languages? So everyone out there, I hope that inspires you. I'll end off with this of how she is cited in Forbes as a top thought leader, a LinkedIn influencer with 420,000 plus subscribers and followers on there. She's even been named by IBM as one of the seven people shaping modern marketing. I know you've heard of Ann Handley as we spoke about before the show. What's your takeaways? Well, I've known about her for a long time, watched her do what she's doing. I've spoken at some of her events and, and, um, so I've been involved with them off and on over the years. I love the organization. I think they do a wonderful job of combining hands-on um, information for people doing the actual work mm-hmm. and strategy at the same time. She's one of those people that can span both, um, and she's very good at it. So I have a lot of respect for her. She's really built an empire for herself, and it's well-deserved. I love seeing others' success and then learning how they did it. She seems to be open about sharing her jersey, her journey, excuse me, just like you. 
I have to thank you so much for an incredible episode today, Kristen. There's so much I enjoyed explaining the difference between company-centric and customer-centered in that much detail was very appreciated, as well as your detailed response to the challenging parts of entrepreneurship. You even touched on the five tools there briefly at the end to uh, educate our listeners. Let's now stop for your last word to our audience. You know, I've come to think that all of this is, and it's going to sound corny, but it's about love. It's about taking care of people. It's about taking care of your customers, taking care of your staff, um, your vendors, anybody that you come in contact with, and just figuring out what they need and trying to give it to them. And honestly, that's where money comes from. Well, love that. Can you please now tell everyone where they can find you, request your services, say hello. Yes, um, they can Google Kristen Zhivago. They'll get a whole lot of results there. Um, our website is zhivagopartners.com, where I blog and I do a lot of podcasts. Um, and the book is on Amazon. It's Roadmap to Revenue, How to Sell the Way Your Customers Want to Buy. Thank you for sharing that, everyone. Be sure to check her content out. And I think we have a sneak peek for a Writing with Authors episode. So depending on when this episode airs, be sure to hop over to my YouTube channel and learn about her writing journey. We are at That Entrepreneur Show on all social media except Twitter because of the character limit. We are at Podcasts by Lancey. I am at Vincent A. Lancey for all social media, YouTube, and the website is vincentalancey.com. No matter what your age is, I have a mental health book for you. They're all on Amazon now. Be sure to check them out. It's time to end the show with a quote. And this one is from today's Spotlight Entrepreneur. In an online world, our online words are our missionaries. They tell the world who we are. I love that quote. Thank you for tuning in. And we will see you next Friday on another episode of That Entrepreneur Show. Kristen, thank you for stopping by. Thanks. Fun. Enjoyed it.